Kaboom! Hey, good morning, folks. Hope you're having an awesome weekend. Uh, look, I just wanted to take a minute to share some thoughts. A, a couple of conversations I've had this week around hobby burnout and uh, how to how to deal with some of the inevitable burnout within the hobby. And I wanted to, I wanted to give my quick two cents on it. Four things have come to mind to me and how to handle just the frustrations, the overwhelming kind of nature of the current hobby. And whether you're a collector, whether you're running this as a business, I think it's important to not just kind of shove this frustration and, and kind of burnout into the corner and just try to get past it because uh, you need you need to address it or you will have a terrible experience, ultimately a terrible experience within the hobby. So a couple of things. One, I think if you are if you're at that point where you're a new collector or an old collector and you're just frustrated and tired of all the shenanigans in the hobby and you just feel like you don't know what to do. My number one piece of advice is just to take a break. Um, I can't stress this enough how crucial it is just to step back. Don't look at listings. Don't look at don't look at Instagram with photos of cards. Just step back and take a break. And it's important because it helps you kind of reset, have the right mindset. Um, but also when, when you're burnt out, you just make worse decisions. Some of the worst decisions that I've made within my hobby experience the last 15 years are during those times where I've been burnt out and I'm not thinking straight. I'm kind of just being irrational. Uh, if I were to just step back and just even for a week or two and thought about it and kind of reset, pull myself out of the hobby, when I get back in, I tend to have uh, a more well-rounded opinion uh, and, and kind of perception of the things I should do. So that's my first piece of advice. Don't be afraid to step back and just reset and, and get, your, get your, your strategies and your values in line. Um, number two, I would just say admire other people's collections, right? There's nothing wrong with, with uh, just being appreciative of what others do in the hobby and looking at the way pe other people collect. There's a lot of value in going and watching people walk through their collections. Like that's one thing I've learned from working alongside Mike, the baseball collector, and just seeing the way he collects and the, the things he values in the hobby. It's helped me appreciate more of the hobby and get a better understanding of the depth of the hobby because it is very easy to lose sight of that when you're you're hearing all the stories of, you know, lines out the door at Target and all the flipping and the bots and all the craziness that exists so frequently in the hobby now. You forget about the depth and the history of the hobby. So one way to kind of reset on that is just to go admire some of the stalwarts in the hobby and how they collect and the way they see and appreciate cards in their collection. Uh, number three would be just go buy a card that you really want in a much lower grade. Um, you know, for me, it's just been, I, there's a, there's a lot of Kobe's uh, I've always admired Kobe Bryant. There's been guys like David Robbins who, who I, I collected growing up and even cards that I've talked about on shows, you know, like the Jerry Rice rookie where I want the, a lot of those cards, but I'm not going to go pay the PSA nine PSA 10 price, but I want the card and I, and I want to, partake in that in the hobby. So I'm going and buying like P 
PSA sixes and PSA sevens. And, and it's not, it's not so much because I think there's a lot of value in that. It's just because it's just, it's just my way of, of kind of engaging in that part of the, the hobby and help filling my collection with cards that I want. And at the end of the day, it's a card that I want. It's not necessarily, I want the pristine version of that card. I just want that card. It's in a slab. It's protected. And I, and I'm cool with that. So that's another way to kind of stay engaged but not break the break the bank and also go get cards that when you get them, even when they're PSA six or seven, you just feel good when you get it because you got that card in your collection and uh, you can admire it and show it off. And then uh, number four, I would say get youth involved, whether you're a dad, a mom, whether you're uh, just a dude in the, in the neighborhood and that you see youth running around, you're a coach of a team, whatever it is, find a way to get youth involved in sports cards. And I think you'll be amazed with how much it does to your own soul. <laughs> like, like I, I say that and it seems kind of like, what? It's, it's, that's a little sarcastic. And I, and I, and I really don't think it is. It's, it's crazy when, when I'm coaching and I, and I give packs to the players and the team, you know, these 11 and 13 year olds, or, you know, my sons have friends over and they open up a box and say, whatever you get, it's yours, man. Like, uh, it's 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 a, an incredible experience. It, it kind of takes you back to really what the hobby was built on um, back when the hobby started years and decades ago. And uh, I think it's a really important thing for us, people that have good collections that have maybe more access to product than others or just get product in and realize, yeah, we could flip it for a couple hundred bucks. But you know what? Like get someone else involved, let them enjoy it because these guys aren't going to go wait out in, in the stores to get it. These kids can't get product anymore, you know, or if you do open product, like set aside your local team or like team sets, build those out. I mean, kids love receiving from tops flagship, a Royals team set here in Kansas city because they can't get it now. And it's just another way to keep them engaged with, with the hobby and allowing that fire to continue to burn and build up that next generation of collectors. That's good for all of us. It's especially good for you as a collector that's getting burnt out as a way to kind of reconnect and understand the roots of how all this began and, and should continue on for years to come. So those are my quick thoughts and kind of how to avoid and counter the, the hobby burnout, because uh, as much as we talk about, you know, there's the crazy economics involved in the hobby these days, there is a ridiculous amount of goodness that exists and it's, it's a hobby. Uh, some of you, it's a business. I understand that you can't just pull back, but there, there's a, if you can't connect to the hobby side of, of the, of the, of the, of the hobby to the collector side of the hobby, then, uh, you will lose excitement and that fire really quickly. And then will not end well. Um, my last thing, and I always say this and I truly do mean this, like just be very careful with the way you manage your finances. Uh, and, I mean, it's countless, countless stories of new collectors coming in and thinking this is a way to get rich and they go in and they don't get rich. They go put things on credit cards and ultimately they get frustrated because they don't have the connection that, you know, some of us do where we open cards and we, we love to sit on them and build our collections. And if we get to sell some, that's awesome. We can profitably build our collection. That's a, that's a win. 
But if you're going in, going into debt for this and uh, you don't have any context of the depth of this hobby, then it will it'll end really, really bad for you. And uh, definitely don't want to see that happen. We love the new collectors coming in. And hopefully you're able to do that in a way that is sustainable for you, your family, and your finances. So all that to say, you can get around hobby burnout. I promise you that. Uh, this is a great place. It's a great community here. And uh, hopefully that, that's helpful. All right. Have a good weekend.